Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. A big part of the mission of this podcast is to introduce you to people who are inspiring. They see a need, they're motivated to action, and today I'm delighted to welcome Reagan Haddock to the podcast. I guess we first met through Civic Theater Mm -hmm. performing, and uh, you're you're training in musical theater, and uh, a talented singer and entertainer. Um, But today we can add triathlete (laughs) to your resume. Yes, we can. (laughs) And, and, and we might say you've been on a weight loss journey. I sure have. It started about, technically, it started probably about two years ago, um, where I decided to get my life back. I was, you know, I had been working out with a thing called Camp Gladiator for many years. And you know, you kind of go through the motions and nothing was really working for me. And then just one day I thought, you know what, if my mind was on the same page as what I really want to do. So I decided I wanted to do something amazing with my body and I wanted to lose a hundred pounds. And once my mind got there, once I decided to stop like listening to excuses of why I can't do it, that's when everything just took off for me. And you did. In fact, when we were still doing the television show, you came on as a guest mm-hmm. because you had lost. You you'd hit that one hundred pounds. I hit the one hundred pounds. I think is just remarkable. Uh, that's like almost a whole person. I know. <laughs> so you know how you felt, you know, with that much less weight, and yet you still had more weight to lose. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at one hundred and twenty six pounds lost, which. Sounds like not a lot, but, you know, everybody kind of hit COVID a little differently. And um, it was hard to get to have my normal routine back then. Um, However, I did run my very first marathon in the middle of quarantine. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. And then um, I ran two more after that. So I ran three in one year. And that that was neat. But just recently, I have um, changed my whole fitness journey. And um, it's more like, what can I do instead of, you know, what I can't do. And um, I have been really losing tons of weight because I started training for triathlons and still running and still doing Camp Gladiator. Well, I mean, I'm just exhausted hearing hearing about that. And yet you do have more weight to lose. And so you're you're doing all of these really high impact kind of exercises with, with extra weight. So mm-hmm. what kinds of, 
remediation? What kinds of, of, of extra caution hmm. do you take? I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for so long I lived in this uh, mindset that I was too fat to do things. And um, so I put limits on myself. And um, it just became like a kind of like a pacifier. So like anytime I'd really want to do something, I would talk myself out of it because I was fat. So when I decided to go all into this fitness journey, I was like, I was not, I was no longer going to use the word. I'm too fat to do that. Um, Instead, I was like, oh, let's see if I can do it. And when you start with that mindset of I can do something and you really believe it, there is no limitations to what you can do. So, so, so what does your, your fitness routine look like? I mean, how, (laughs) how does, how does someone, you know, even entertain the idea of running a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, you know, I'm just in awe of you doing that. And can we ask your age? Oh, I'm 39. I'm proud to tell people how old I am. (laughs) I mean, I started when I was, you know, mid thirties when is, is when I decided, Hey, I think I'm an athlete. (laughs) <laughs> you know well and you, and you are you're very strong and yes. um so so have you always kind of struggled with weight though oh always um i never remember a time being skinny in fact when i uh turned 16 um i was i mean i i gained like 100 pounds when i turned 16 and oh. nobody could tell me why and um it was and i just settled into the the mindset that i would always be fat and i would always be struggling to breathe and I would always you know not be able to keep up with regular people so was it a metabolic thing or what do you know we still don't really know the cause of it yeah because I mean that's just an amazing yeah fast weight gain it was it was hard and growing up being big was awful um but you know like they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger (laughs) I guess so um but you know right when I turned I was probably I don't know, probably 35 at the time. And uh, I watched my dad um, have a heart attack that took his life. And that's when it became real to me. And um, that's when I I decided I want to live. And I had to do whatever it took to live my life to the fullest. And so Camp Gladiator was was your Uh, first introduction, right, to this lifestyle change? I mean, I I tell people every day, Camp Gladiator saved my life. I mean, I was depressed. I didn't want to live. And um, out of nowhere, I get a phone call from a friend I haven't spoken to in years. And he's like, hey, I have a free camp. And I just took it from a gift from God that this was my opportunity to change my life. And I always tell people when, when God gives you an opportunity to change, run for it. You know, grow through it, evolve through it. And I am so thankful for that journey. So what was that first session like? Um, like I wanted to die. <laughs> um, it was really funny because at the time they did this thing where you would like run a lap for your warm up and you'd come back and you'd do like a little workout and then you'd run again and get in partners. Well, we all set off on our warm up lap, but I never came back to the other time because I was still struggling with the little warm up lap and they were all in different groups by the time I got back. And um, I remember getting down into a push up. And it was on my knees, and I was struggling, and I was wearing these huge sunglasses so nobody could see me cry. And I got down into the push-up, and I couldn't push myself up. And at that moment, I thought to myself, this is your life, Reagan. Are you going to give up right now and walk away from this? Or are you going to push yourself up and change? And at that, and for a split second, I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, I felt this, like, I don't know, this voice inside me that said, push up. 
And that was the first time I hadn't given up on myself. So for seven years, I've been in Camp Gladiator, and I have not given up on myself yet. So you go early in the morning? Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So with the training for, like, the triathlon, um, I get up at 345, and I work out from 4 to 445, doing one part of the triathlon. And then I go to my boot camp, which is Camp Gladiator, from 5 to 6. And I do that on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And then on Thursdays and Saturdays, I train for both parts of the triathlon. All right. So uh, the, let's just, for example, the bike riding part. Um, oh, that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't rode a bike since I was 14 years old. And about two months ago, I decided I was going to do a triathlon. And I got on my bike for the first time. And I'm like, oh, man, I ran a marathon. I can easily do a bike. No, not at all. Um, I struggled doing a mile and I cried the whole mile and I was like, I can't do this. And I almost talked myself out of it. But then I remembered that progress is a process. Mm -hmm. Just because you can't do something today doesn't mean tomorrow you can. I mean, can't do it. So I uh, got on my bike and just, I guess it was Saturday, last Saturday, I think, I did 50 miles on my bike. And uh, I just think two months, I went from not even... Mm -hmm. Able to Crying do a mile through a one one mile <laughs> one mile to r- riding fifty miles. That has just got to be so remarkable to see that change, to it see is. that improvement. And you know, I tell people if you want to know who you are, train for something, because it's it's those moments where you're like, I can't do this, and that one more pedal or that one more foot uh, right in front of the other, and that's where you see your inner strength. You know, I mean, I used to tell people that the only thing good about me was I was a singer. And, uh, and I was kind of funny. And then the more I learn about myself with my fitness journey, I'm like, man, you know, I don't back down. I'm not a quitter. And those are things that you need to know about yourself. You need to know how far you can go. And I, I believe in, like, if you want to do something, train for a 5K, train for a 10K, train for a marathon. You'll find out a lot about you on a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so let's do the swimming now. Okay. Is swimming something you'd been doing or keeping up with? I like to tell people I'm a mermaid. I love to swim. <laughs> uh-huh, good. Um, I was terrified, though, in the Brazos River. That's a that whole different That would scare me. Game. That really would scare me. Yeah, like lakes, cool. Pools, awesome. But there's but that river. There's currents and yeah. stuff. Now, they do monitor you. Yeah. There are people watching. Oh, yeah. They were phenomenal. I good. mean, there were kayaks, jet skis. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt very safe there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And uh, and how long is the swim? It depends on which one you do. Mine mm. was a mile, um, and the other one was a mile and a half. I'm just, I can't <laughs> even imagine. I can't, okay, so then the running. How long is the running part of a triathlon? Okay, there's different There's different sets. Right. So there's mm-hmm. um, a 5K, or well, it's technically three and a half miles, and then the other one is like six and a half miles. Mm. And which doesn't sound like a bad thing, but when you go from, you know, swimming, riding your bike to, to um, running in like a flow, you know, your muscles don't have time to like um, adjust. So you just have to train your body to go from transition to transition to transition. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So how did you do that training? I 
I um, first I had to learn to ride the bike, like I said, because you know that was <laughs> that was hard. Um, and then of course running was kind of an easy thing because I had just got finished with a marathon, so my body was still used to running three to four times a, a week. Um, for the swim, that was hard. I went to um, swim laps at the center, mm-hmm. and then I would take an open water swim at the lake, which. You know, did you have somebody with you or I didn't see that's Oh, yeah. You that know, scares me that with the training with the marathons, I did that all by myself. So mm-hmm. I was used to training by myself right. and holding myself accountable. And uh, but you're right. It, it is scary because, you know, um, training for a swim and the bike by yourself. And so many things could have happened. Like when I oh, yeah. rode that 50 miles Saturday, I, I thought of all the things that could have happened. You know, if I if I was all alone, thank oh, yeah. God nothing happened. But <laughs> well, let's talk about your support group. You do have a great one. Oh my goodness, I could not have asked for a better. I mean, people I don't even really know are supporting me. People that I have never met face to face were at my triathlon at the end of the race. Really? Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, when I tell you that I felt like um, this was a God thing, it's because I felt like. The moment I decided to step out of my comfort zone, he surrounded me with tons of people who cover me with like prayers and encouragement and motivation. And, and I mean, and sometimes it's not nice motivation. Sometimes it's like, you need to get yourself up, you <laughs> get know, with it over get there. with it, level up, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and you've been able to reciprocate. I know uh, you had a friend that just, I forget. I just saw it on Facebook. I follow you on Facebook. Some, and you were there supporting like a teacher or a mentor or somebody. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I go and I go and support anybody. Sure. Because I know this is a hard thing to do, to put yourself out of your comfort zone, to, um, you know, sweating for one thing is hard, period, because people look <laughs> at you funny and you smell. And so when people are out there doing hard things, I want to be there front and center to support them, to cheer them on, to to love them through because, you know, there's no better feeling than to be proud of yourself, but then to have other people who are proud of you too, that's, that is a great, great feeling. Well, you've accomplished some amazing goals. What, what is the next goal? Do you have other weight loss goals? Or I what do. Are you? I would like to lose another 50 pounds. Um, um, I would also like to gain a lot more muscle too, because what I want to do next, and I really haven't, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Um, I want to be an Ironman. Oh yeah, so an Ironman—that's a whole nother thing, whole nother ball game. And what what's involved in an Ironman? So I want to do the half. That's the seventy point three. I want to say it's fifty four mile bike ride. Um, I think it's a two mile swim, or maybe I don't remember the swim. Mm. And sounds like double what yes you were doing. And before. the run is a half a marathon. Oh my goodness! So I really, really want to do that. So <laughs> I keep thinking if I just lose. 50 more pounds and stay focused on my goals. I think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. What are you doing diet wise? Well, I cut out sugar, mm. um, which that was That's the tough. hardest thing for me to it's ever do. It's an addiction. I mean, it I truly is. believe it. You go through withdrawal when you, you finally... do. And when I finally detox, it took, it took my body 90 days to detox this. <laughs> but when I finally detoxed it, I didn't want it back. It was so... Yeah, it's it's funny. If you finally do, mm-hmm. then you look at those, you know, chocolate-covered salted caramels, let's mm-hmm. say. <laughs> you can you can let go, eh, eh. 
I rather have ordinarily water. is like, I'll have three of them, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, I've also changed a little other things. It's kind of hard because when you train as hard as I do, you have to eat a lot. To, well, that's know. true. Yeah. You do have to have some carbs for your for your body to perform. Which was also the problem during quarantine because after I ran my marathon, I was still eating like I was training for a marathon. Well. So that's where I got in a little trouble. <laughs> but, you know, every day I get a little smarter. Yeah. And yeah. A little better, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So portion control, that a yes. big part of it. And- big part of it. Um, just like little things, you know, instead of eating cake, why don't you eat some fruit yeah. or, you know. Substituting. Yeah. And so you know, it wasn't a particular diet or anything no, that you've done, just trying to be smarter about what you eat? A lot smarter because, um, you know, food has a way of like seeping through like when you sweat. So if you're eating fried chicken and then you go run, that is the worst smell in the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the other day I was like, man, I smell like bacon right now because, I, you know, I had a big old bacon breakfast and then I went outside and sweated forever. <laughs> So, you know, just little things like that. Yeah, hot, hot yoga class yeah. will <laughs> You're like, can be real eye-opening <laughs> for sure. Um, well, you know, I'm just in awe of everything that you've done and Thank so you. happy that you've been able to come and kind of update us on um, on your progress. And, you know, I, I guess when we talked, the fact that you'd lost – 100 pounds was incredible. Um, there have been some ups and downs, though, as yes, you said. Yes, So I what mean, do you do life. when you find yourself sort of sort of slipping into old patterns? Well, first I cry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I have to talk to myself because you mm-hmm. have to be forgiving. You know, um, the problem with a lot of people is they go on this weight loss journey and they're demanding these um, expectations of their body. And we have to remember that our body is gonna it adapts to its surroundings so if you're stressed you're gonna gain weight if you're hormonal as a woman you're gonna gain weight um so to forgive yourself for those those moments and just keep pushing forward because a lot of people will just quit and give up on themselves but if you just keep pushing and keep pushing like those plateaus you know everybody hits a plateau and then they're like oh well, I and guess. you get discouraged yeah and it, and don't get discouraged with, with yourself just become forgiving Mm-hmm. You just love yourself through this whole process. I wish I could tell every single person who's going on a weight loss journey to love yourself through this because you are the only person who knows what your body's going through and you're the only person who can love yourself through it. Nobody mm-hmm. else can love you enough to to be like, oh man, I gained five pounds this month. What am I going to do? You know, well, love yourself through it and just keep working. <laughs> Well, you know, that that really is good advice. And and you do, I do follow your Facebook page and and you're very transparent about things that disappointments, hurts, those kind of things. Um, You know, how do you deal with that? Well, mean things that maybe people say. I can't imagine people saying anything mean. Well, they do. You know, a lot of people, when you're ready to, when you're ready to level up and evolve into something new, a lot of people, without meaning to, will try to keep you in the same place that you are. And so, and you get a lot of unsolicited advice, <laughs> a lot. I mean, if I were to go through my messenger and let you read all these unsolicited advice that I get, you'd be like, um, okay. <laughs> but, and they always have something to say. And you have to remember that their opinions of you is not your identity. And it does not matter what people say about you. And that's why I'm telling people to train for something. Learn about yourself. 
So when somebody comes at you and they say something really harsh and really mean, you know the truth about you. You've seen yourself pick yourself up from a falling on the ground and cracking your rib in a marathon. You know, you've seen blood come out of your head and you're like, oh, put a bandaid on it. Let's keep going. You know, nobody else knows what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and then I wish I could tell other people who are saying all those things, look, you don't know what they're going through. So let's close our mouths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's wait till you're asked as far as <laughs> a, a, a bit of advice. Well, you are a, as I've said uh, repeatedly, you are an inspiration to me and just a joy to know. Aww. And and I, I'm just so happy we've had a chance to visit. But um, what I like to do is in these visits with a little questionnaire similar to the one the late great James Lipton would use on Inside the Actors Studio. Okay. And so this is a little m my version of these questions, but we'll start off with what is your favorite word? I love the word empowered. Yeah. I just, being somebody who's insecure, when you're empowered to think higher than you can ever imagine, then I just love the word empowered. <laughs> I love to be empowered. I love to empower other people. So. Mm. Yep. What is your least favorite word? <clears throat> hmm. I would like to say the word fat. Hmm. Because you get written off with the word fat. So most people, when they, and, and they use that as a defining, to define someone, they're fat. But I think we're more than fat. And I, I, I think I like to prove that to people. I mean, I'm a fat woman who just ran three marathons and a triathlon. Being fat is not my identity. No, no, indeed. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Kindness. <laughs> yeah. I love when people show kindness. I think that is the most beautiful and one of your strongest strengths you can have. Because anybody can be mean. Anybody can act out in anger. It's when someone has been harsh to you that you continue to love them through. I think I like the word, I mean, kindness is mm -hmm. my favorite thing. Well, so what turns you off spiritually or creatively or emotionally? I think bitterness. I'm not fond of bitter people because to me, they had an opportunity to change and they decided not to. So now they're just angry about it and they're bleeding on to other people. Yeah, it's self-defeating, mm -hmm. always. Uh, what sound do you love the most? I love the sound of children singing. There's nothing better yeah. than the sound of children singing because it's so pure and happy and magical. I love it. What sound do you not like to hear? <laughs> Honestly, birds. Birds scare really? me a little. <laughs> I mean, on the way here, I ducked because I thought a bird was going to come through my windshield. I mean, I'm not oh, very fond a, of birds. It was a grackle, I'm sure. Oh, and probably. they, they don't have a pretty, pretty no, sound. No, they don't. <laughs> For sure. Um, what other profession would you have wanted to try? I didn't even ask, what do you do for a living? I didn't even ask Well, that. I do both things. I do, um, I'm a pre-K teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm also um, an office manager at a dance studio. Okay. So I get both children and I get to be creative. Yeah. And those are my two favorite things. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, what what other I would, job would you have wanted to, to do if you could wave a magic wand? Before, I wanted to be a Broadway singer. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you now, have the chops for it, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think now I want to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. I would love to um, talk in front of a bunch of women and let them know that they are beautiful and wonderfully made. And um, I would love to not have another woman dissolve while I, while I evolve. Mm-hmm. So that would be my goal, to to talk women into doing what they think they couldn't do. That would be my ideal job. Beautifully said. What profession do you know you would not want to do? Um, work anywhere in the hospital because really? I don't do blood and I don't <laughs> do throw up or urine. And that's a lot of there. <laughs> that's right. Thank the Lord there are people willing to deal oh, with that stuff. I, I praise them every time I see them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, finally, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would love for him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But knowing me, he's probably like, oh, girl, stay off, you know, stay off the golden road. Don't cause any trouble, you know. Stay in your house, in your mansion, please. You know, that'll probably what happened. I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna say that. You, know, <laughs> no, you might say you're running too fast down down the streets of gold. Everybody has this idea that God is like, you know, it's gonna be so loving when they get there. I think he's gonna look at me like, girl, come on. <laughs> I know you're going to get lost all the time. <laughs> oh, Reagan, you are just <laughs> such a joy. You're such a joy to be around, and, and you are inspiring. And I, I think you should follow that dream of, of sharing your journey with other people because because it is a remarkable one, and it's not done yet. No, I'm just getting started. <laughs> and uh, so they can follow you on Facebook, I yeah. guess. You know, yeah. Ask to be friended by Reagan Haddock. And um Again, I appreciate your time with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. This is fun. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings-on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.